I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm saying your opinions are bad, and that makes you stupid. That's oh, all oh, I'm my opinions are bad. Oh, yes, okay. because yeah. you're so mm-hmm. wrong. You don't understand the thing. No, is no, you no, don't no, understand no, no. nuance. Oh, I don't, a nuance. I'm storytelling. You are you kidding? Don't... That ending is putting you know, a hat just on because hat. there's not care. a fucking princess no, in the castle no, 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 no. Let's talk about characters with agency for a little bit here. Beating you over the head. Beating you over the head. Beating you over the head. How about I beat you over the head and? Sometimes people don't agree on things, and that's okay. We're talking about Bioshock Infinite. What's up, everybody, and welcome to 3VO, where we're all on the same team. I'm your host today, Jordan. And I'm the other one, Brendan. And if you're new here, we are just two big old nerds that absolutely love, love, love video games and love talking about them. So if you two are like us and just love video games so much that you just have to yell about it sometimes, (laughs) this is definitely the place for you. As usual, we're going to start off with our patch notes and check in with everything. So, Brendan, how are we? Doing. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, so this is a hard tone shift from the beginning. <laughs> I just realized, by the way, yeah. it's a real hard switch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that was of course uh, staged and very silly. Very uh, silly because we adore each other and respect each other's opinions. But this is a game that we're going to be talking about today that we disagree a little bit on. It might get heated. It might get heated today. <laughs> I don't think it will. I don't think it'll get heated. Not like. He, I'm, I mean, heated for us. Like, heated for this show. Yeah, absolutely. Is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is to say, we'll go, I disagree with you. And the other one will go, well, I disagree mm-hmm. with you. And that'll, yeah. and that'll be it. And that'll be it. <laughs> yeah. That'll be it. Uh, I'm doing okay, though. So, um, as I've talked about previously, um, I started quiz mastering. Mm-hmm. I've done three weeks of it uh, so far, and it's a blast. It's so fun. Awesome. Um and, uh, and it's something I get paid to do. It's great. It's crazy. Yeah. I enjoy a thing, and I'm getting paid for it. That's A weird. wild concept, I know. That doesn't add up. Uh, that I know. Sound really. right. Something seems fucking sus there. In this economy? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so I've been doing that. I'm also three and a half weeks out from my... No, three weeks, two days... Three weeks and two days out from so the wedding. So exciting. I'm so excited. But also COVID's rearing its ugly head again. I know, it sucks. And I'm just trying not to think negatively, but I'm just waiting for our cruise to get canceled. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, so. Which I, if it needs to, it, like, it still sucks, but if it needs to, it needs to. If it needs to, needs to. to like, it needs it'd to. It'd be better to be safe. And I then... just didn't want to be, you know, like all of the other adults in my life that like got married and then didn't have a honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to beat the statistic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to be the one that made it out. I did. Um so they haven't canceled it as of yet. But it like it could happen. I'm still waiting. You're for still it. waiting to hear the you know, show like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. From like I'm I'm hopeful because like what we've been getting we've been getting stuff from the cruise line. Mm-hmm. It all seems to be pretty much like hunky dory, like okay. we're going. And one of the things that we have going for us is that all of the like really bad COVID outbreaks that are occurring on cruise lines are out on the Florida side of things. Yeah, which is fair. So like we have that going for us. Mm-hmm. Um now of course, we're obviously going to be, like, really safe while we're on the cruise. Yeah, like, obviously. We're going obviously. to a whole other country, and we're going to be, like, in a fucking, like, box. With yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, floating yeah. box, you know, with a bunch of other people for an extended period of time. Yeah. So, so. we're not going to be stupid. 
Um, and we're gonna self-isolate when we get back mm-hmm. uh, for a time. But, like, we still want to go. Yeah, know? obviously. I get you. <laughs> I get you. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, all of my time goes to working, uh, my two jobs. Yes. Uh, and finishing the planning for this wedding. Uh, and trying not to stab my eyeballs out <laughs> with worry. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like... <laughs> Where did that part come into play exactly? Like <laughs> just, just the anxiety of it. Okay, all. no, fair enough. You know? no, <laughs> because it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It seems like it. Yeah, but it's okay. I'm doing all right. I got How about you? you. I've been doing good, honestly. Um, it's been a pretty good couple of weeks for gaming. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on here yet, but I finally upgraded to the new Xbox. I got the Series S, Excellent. which I love. It's just it's such a sleek, cute little system that just fits perfectly in my little cubby, and I love how it looks mm. in there. Runs so much better than my Xbox One was so doing, fast. especially with just like how old my Xbox One was. It was it was it was getting to the place where like games that I've played on it multiple times, it was starting to lag out, and I was like, I know you can handle this. Like this <laughs> yeah. is not a good sign. Uh, yeah. Um. Did did have again? I don't know if I mentioned it here, but I did have a little bit of a temper tantrum at one of my games. Oh yeah. Well, it was. I don't like it when games make it difficult to play the game. If that makes sense. So was, I think I mentioned it on here before, was that when I first downloaded Halo Infinite, when it dropped, yeah. it said it downloaded the game. And I'm not much of a multiplayer guy, so I went in to start playing the campaign. Sure. Um, went in, turns out I have to download the campaign separately. Oh, I see. Once you get into the game. So it was just like, understand. and it's a game. It's something like 30 fucking gigs. So it's mm. not like a little thing to add on to, right. attach to it. Gotcha. So gotcha. did that when I had my Xbox One. Didn't think about it when I booted up the Series S, right, right, and was ju- and was and was just like cool. Now I find now I get to play it because it's it works on the Xbox One. It was made to be played on on the on the newer Xbox. So sure. I was like, sweet, get to play this game how it was meant to be played. Da 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 da. Loaded it, loaded it up. Hit hit to continue campaign. Must download the <laughs> thing again. Like... I was just like, mother, why don't you want me to play you? Like, why don't you <laughs> want me to play this game? I don't understand. So. We're currently just a little mad at Halo Infinite right now, so. Oh. <laughs> but also uh, started playing the, finally started playing uh, Resident Evil Village, which was the last nice. Resident Evil game that came out. It's really cool, a lot of fun. Um, I haven't beaten it yet because I got to, I got to a point in the game where it's basically, it goes, it uh, lights turn off and they come back on and the character goes, where are my guns? Uh-oh. And then I opened up a cubby and it, just, and it was just completely empty and I went, oh no. And I stepped inside of it and I closed the door behind me. And then the character started going, and I was like, oh no, we're in some Outlast shit. Well, I was going to say- I'm not doing this right now. I was going to say full Outlast mode. Not doing this right now, but full Outlast mode with Resident Evil game mechanics. So I was just like, not, mm -mm, can't do, nope, I'm good, thank you. We're going to take a break (laughs) from this right now and then switch to the Guardians of the Galaxy game, Ah, which is, we are going to need to talk about that game on this podcast. It's such a good game. I watched- Garrett, our editor, yes. uh, play it through it, and it just looks like such an uproariously good time. It's <laughs> such a blast. Yeah. The characters are done so, so well. Yeah. It's just different enough from, like, the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. familiar. It's clearly Guardians, but it's, like, there's a slightly different take on, like, Star-Lord. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the character interactions are a little bit different, mm-hmm. but it's still, like, it still has the spirit there, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. And yeah. the gameplay is just... 
I mean, it's Square Enix, like, at this point. Right. They know what the fuck they're doing, so. Yeah. Plus, I feel like, it, from what I could see, it didn't take itself very seriously, which is also nice. Yeah, not super Like, it seriously. did and it didn't. Like, on yeah. some aspects, it's like, okay, you're a bunch of space heroes running around, and there's, like, an 80-song playing, backing, like, 80-song backing you up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. kick all these guys' asses, like... It's oh, silly, there's, there, you know? there's a literal mechanic in the game where it's like you right. can build up to what's called a game, what's called a team huddle. Right, right, and you huddle and you up with your. You literally yeah. pull everybody in, you <laughs> yeah. give like an inspiring speech, and the moment I knew I loved it was I did that in the middle of fighting a giant space monster thing. Right, and then when we came out, I need a hero was playing, and I was just like, Yeah, I'm in. This right. game has exactly. me. This is so well done. Yeah, right. and that's something you could only get away with in a Guardians game. Absolutely, you know, like that's the only only place where that tone works. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think. You Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, having an absolute blast with that right now. Yeah. So thoroughly enjoying playing that. <laughs> nice. I picked up, uh, I, on a whim, was like, I'm going to play Skyrim some more. <laughs> so I picked, right. Played, like, downloaded and played Skyrim because it's free on the mm-hmm. Game Pass. Um, and plus, now all of the mods are, like, supported by the act, like by my buddy the was tell- my, my, my buddy was telling me about yeah. playing it again with all the mods and stuff. He's it's got a lightsaber. Ri- what? Oh yeah, he's running off the lights. That's really right great. Now. I I went for the like functional stuff, like oh, give me the like the free house and give me the I can craft things that make my inventory space bigger. And, right, like, right, right, right. Let right. me allow me to wear more than one ring on my fingers. Right, like, things like that. You know, very functional. Oh no, but such yeah. an improvement. And there's like um, like graphics patches. Yeah, and he was telling me he made it look fixes. gorgeous. Like, it absolutely looks gorgeous. like a whole new game, right? Like night and day. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's been really fun to pick up. Very I, I need, I need to do that again at some point. I've been meaning to do another run on Skyrim because mm-hmm. it is a really fun game. Mm-hmm. But it is one that, like, when it came out, I played the absolute shit out of it. Oh, same. <laughs> Similar to like when the Legendary Edition for Mass Effect came out, I was like, I just played these for the podcast, so I think I'm going to take some time for a while. Yeah, but it's been a few years on Skyrim, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, throw that back on again. Yeah, it was it was it had been quite a while for me too. But right. it's you just pick it right back up. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Now that all that's out of the way, don't bother ringing the bell because the gloves are already off. We are here to talk about probably the game that we agree the least on, Bioshock Infinite. If you don't know, quick plot synopsis, uh, Bioshock Infinite is the story of one uh, Booker DeWitt who was traveling to the fictional city of Columbia, that is a city that exists in the sky, with a simple task to to uh, bring us the girl and wipe away the debt. Um, if you don't know this game, major alert for, for spoilers ahead right now. We're going to be talking about everything, including and extensively the ending of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you haven't guessed it... Um, the reason why that we are talking about this this game in particular is because this is probably the game that me and Brendan agree the absolute least on. Of all the games that we've done, we, 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 we butt heads on this game <laughs> the absolute most. Mm. Um, and not because I don't think it's a good game. Yes. But I have problems. I have I have I have problems. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. And and on the replay, part of what I did with the, the structure of this episode was I wanted to make sure that we both had to highlight certain aspects for ourselves. No, like absolutely. I had to yeah. look for things that I did, that I think are that uh, that mm-hmm. aren't good in this game, and you mm-hmm. had to look for things that are. Oh yeah, positive yeah, in this yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. And but I mainly want to talk about this because I wanted to because there's so much discourse within the gaming community. I kind of wanted to highlight the fact that it's like you can disagree about something. And it's okay. Absolutely. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make them not your friend. Absolutely. It's fine. So, um, yeah, w- w- without further ado, let's just, I guess, yeah, let's just <laughs> fucking get into talking about this thing. There's no stalling anymore. We've got to just talk about this game. Yeah. So, okay. So, 
where do you want to start? I would just like to start with um, the fact that I, I guess we just start with the fact that I am unabashedly a huge, huge fan of this game. And no matter how we talk about this today, you will you are not going to get me to change my mind. That's fine. On that. That's fine. And I'm assuming same going for you. Is I, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm not here to change your mind. Maybe open your eyes a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to understand. Mm-hmm. And I hope that my eyes are equally opened to your side of things. Got you. Yeah. Here's hoping. Because most of our conversations prior about this game have been like, I think it's trash. You don't think it's trash. Yeah. We just Well, agree, I wouldn't even say it. that. Like, like it, I don't even think you've ever flat out said it's kind of like, I think this game is trash. No, I'm you know being I mean? hyperbolic. No, no, for sure, but, for sure, for sure. But, like, I'm I'm just saying, like, there's it's definitely, been very surface level yeah. conversations. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely one area of this game that you and I disagree on the most in terms of like how to talk about this game. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well then, well then, then I think we just start from the, just jump in and just kind of start from the beginning of the game, I guess, and just kind of mm-hmm. start from there and see where it takes us from there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, like a lot of stuff, um, very much in line with the previous, with the very, very first Bioshock game, which is, it's from the same, it's from the same director who did the same creative director who did the first Bioshock game. For those who don't know, uh, Ken Levine is a is 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 is, 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 is a creative director for video games. Um, he wrote and directed stuff for the first Bioshock game. Was not there for the second one, um, but then came back to do stuff for Bioshock Infinite. But mostly because that was he came back because he was like, I have an idea for another Bioshock game that I really mm-hmm. want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so just totally, it's very very similar to the first Bioshock game. Um, which is why there was some just to go into a little bit of the background of the game here a little bit too. Why I know there was some um, issues early on in like the, in the development process because they started they got like fifty percent way through making a game to the point at which they released footage and a demo for the game and then he came in and was kind of like nope it's too similar to the original game I want to oh. change everything <laughs> about this pretty much Ugh. minus the setting and like the characters and, okay. like, the overall Ooh, goal and whatnot it was I I I, I um. I read an article where a guy who did the uh, level design for Bioshock Infinite, and it was like one of his first gigs. Basically, was just kind of like, "Yeah, everything is like super easy now after working on Bioshock Infinite." Dang, everything's so, a walk in the park compared to that. Was like that shit was easy, and this is all also coming from Ken Levine's own admittance, where he's kind of like, "Oh yeah, I don't know how to do like a pipeline. I don't know how to organize developers. Oh. Like that's not my. I'm a director. I'm a creative artist through and through. I don't know yeah. how to do any of that shit. Yeah. So the fact that they put me in charge of all that was a mistake." <laughs> At least he can say that. At least he can admit that. <laughs> yeah. And just and just and just to go into it, I have to admit that there are a lot of glaring issues with this game. Just like there's some environmental stuff, there's some shit like mechanically in the game that gets a little samey and just I don't I don't know. I guess let's start with like first impressions when you first played the game, if you can remember. Because this is yeah. going back a few years. Oh now. yeah, no, it was it's been a while. Yeah, uh, yeah since yeah. I played it through the first time. Right. Um but I remember thinking like, wow, this is so cool because it feels so different, but mm-hmm. familiar mm-hmm. to Bioshock. And I really appreciated that th- this time through too. Yeah. You know, just you know, thinking like the atmosphere is really different. Um I mean being above the clouds versus being underwater. Right. Naturally very, very different. Um but there were things that made it familiar, like like the way that your HUD looked, the way that things like popping up looked, the yeah. way that you would like investigate containers, sound yeah. effects. You know, there was a, like a, a lot of, like the skeleton was there. Oh, yeah. That made it feel like, I'm playing Bioshock. Yeah. It's just a new skin, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I remember feeling that, definitely. Um, and that being one of the things that I appreciated is like, wow, you can do a lot more with like the atmosphere now that we're above the clouds. Because... 
let's be honest, in Bioshocks 1 and 2, the atmosphere of the game is pretty much like, it's dark, it's damp, it's gloomy, and, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. about all you get. It's kind of monotone, but being up in, like, Cloud City, you can have, like, you know, dark patches, you can have play with light yeah. and dark, you can have you know, all of these buildings that you can go in and out of. Like, there was just a lot more. It was more expansive. That there's something I like about it, too, was that it doesn't take... It, it doesn't take its environment in terms of, like, things being realistic. There's a section where it's that... Don't remember what it's called, but it's that, like... It's that kind of... It's kind of, like, their take on, like... I guess it would be, like, the KKK, kind of, but it's the house of, like, the crows. Mm. It's that whole thing you go into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's where you... First, it introduces the guys who give you the murder of crows, vigors, and right. whatnot, with the casket on their backs and whatnot. Right. And they like you know they they idealize John Wilkes Booth and all this stuff yeah. and whatnot. So that's what I mean when I, when they make like the KKK comparison. Um, but there's something cool that I realized in this one. I was playing through it as I approached the actual like building, like fog came into the environment and everything got really dark. But then if I backed up away from it, everything got really bright yeah, like, and like colorful again. Yeah. And I was kind of like, <laughs> I love it. They're not even trying to pretend no. like this is realistic. This no. is great. I no. love that. No. Something I noticed too, like getting like into the city. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it didn't occur to me the first time through, but I'm 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 just realizing it now. It like you got off the rocket and you have to go through this like temple. You're like forced to go through it yeah, and see yeah, all yeah, of yeah. this like religious <laughs> propaganda basically, yeah. and like you have to walk through this like uh, water filled channel type thing. Yeah, and then. There's, like, feasibly always somebody there that's, like, gotta get baptized now, come here, <laughs> and, like, dunks ya. Yeah. Like, which happens in the game, you know, and there's, like, a little gathering of people, but, like, that must have been everyone's experience. Yeah, that's everyone who it's not, goes up yeah. to Columbia. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. That's nutty. Yeah. I think, ultimately, no matter what, there's a lot of really interesting themes explored in this game, mm-hmm. which I think is really, really cool to do in a game, especially, because, like, I feel like this is a lot of stuff that you would see... You would totally, because like, especially now with media, like you've got Handmaid's Tale, Man, the High Castle, like Mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff normally gets explored in other media, but like to see it, to see a very politically driven video game, especially playing through it now in this environment, it does, the story hits a little differently right now. Yeah, no, it definitely, (laughs) it's definitely a little bit different than it was in 2013. Yeah, in 2013 you just played it kind of like, ah, well, thank God this year would never happen and now you're kind of like, Right, right. And it's like. It was, like, hyperbolic in 2013, but now it's, like... <laughs> Ken Levine is sitting there, someone going, like, how the fuck did I nail it? Like, <laughs> how did I nail this shit on the head? Trump's Columbia. Yeah. Well, it was the same thing with, like, I brought it up, it was the same thing with The Handmaid's Tale. The writer for the original, like, books had to come on and be, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know I was going to guess this shit, guys. My bad. Yeah. Like, sorry. <laughs> but just to... But I, I guess we should go ahead and just sort of... Um, just kind of keep going along here with the story of the game. So mm-hmm. it's we talk about the beginning, which I think the beginning does a really interesting thing of just like setting up the tone for the game. Mm-hmm. But then also sort of, I don't want to, but it's I don't know. It's weird because it starts off like you said. There's there's the parallels that are there that are obviously very very intentionally of that just like from Bioshock One to Infinite. Mm-hmm. Um, you start off, you don't know why you're there, but you're going towards a lighthouse. Uh, you get given this very simple message of bring us the girl, wipe away the debt, mm-hmm. but. In terms of, like, revealing stuff to you, it's it's slowly brought out as, like, Booker starts going through Columbia and is looking for Elizabeth mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just for that, you're also looking for this young girl named Elizabeth, and that's all you know. Got to find her and bring her to New York. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's, that's all you've got. Um, 
Well, you've had a little flashback, too, to, like, Booker's, like, real, quote-unquote, life, too, at that point, right? That, like, a little flashback, that first flashback, I feel like you have. Um, when does the first flashback it's come It's right after the baptism. That's when it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you plop yeah. down on Columbia, you get... Uh, through the like temple bit, and then there's a priest that's like, "Well, you gotta get baptized if you want to go into Colombia," and that's not how he sounds. Um, and so he baptizes you. There's and... an old coal miner <laughs> waiting there to baptize you, as is the tradition in Colombia. Um, but so he baptizes you, and then he's like, "Oh, that's not enough," and he dunks you some more, and then you like drown a little. He bit. like drowns you pretty. He much. like drowns yeah, you yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, then you have that first flashback, and it's like a black and white flashback. Very yeah. Dark. Uh, to his, like, office. Mm-hmm. And you can see that Booker DeWitt is, like, an investigator of some kind, and there's, like, Private a, investigator, person, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a person banging on his door that's saying, bring us the girl, wipe away the debt. Yeah. And then you open the door, and you see a flaming New York City, and then he wakes back up. That's right, I forgot about the yeah. part where you see the hint yeah, of yeah, just, yeah, like, the New York yeah, City yeah. up in flames Which and whatnot. all ties in later. All comes in later <laughs> on. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. So you've had that flashback, and you've got a little bit of a glimpse into, like, what the whole deal is. But it's also further confusing because that's not what that character experienced exactly as far as figuring out, oh, I'm going to go on this job, get this girl, and bring her back to New York Yeah, 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 yeah. So... It's, it, it does fall into the dislike, to, if, if we're going to bring up some mission with the game, it does kind of fall into an issue that I feel like a lot of things that deal with time travel fall into is that at a certain point, your story gets very hectic, if that makes sense. Oh, you know what I mean? and see, okay, yes, I agree with you, but counterpoint to that. Sure. Coming off of Bioshock 1 and 2... Mm-hmm. I took that at least like from the in the first playthrough, not to be so much like time travel fucky, more memory fucky, because that's one of the things in Bioshocks one and two. That is true. So I was like, oh, clearly like memories are being altered or changed or whatever. That was my take on it. Oh, you're right. Which in a way they are, but not for the same reasons. I love this game. I've played this game so many times. I've and never picked up the parallels on the memory shit yeah. between the games. Yeah. Why didn't I ever pick up on that shit? Why do I... I've played the DLC for this game that ties into Bioshock 1. There's always a man. There's always a lighthouse. Yeah. And his memory always gets fucked with. I... <laughs> you were watching me in real time realize that I'm an idiot. No, like, holy not. shit. No, you're not. That's such a glaring thing to, like, miss to me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, so, but yeah, so we were yeah. talking about um, the story. So, yeah, you find out that, like, there's more going on than you think, but the character kind of brushes it off and is like, I'm gonna go get Elizabeth, I'm gonna get this girl, and she's in this big tower Yeah. Um, that's, like, a statue, like a golden statue. A giant golden, a giant like, golden angel statue. giant golden angel statue. Almost yeah. like it looks like you would put it on top of a Christmas tree. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but big enough to hold, a, a, like, a whole house in there for her basically and like a more. whole yeah yeah well it's a whole area where she gets experimented on they siphon yeah. the powers out of her and whatnot yeah, 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 there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of stuff completely unbeknownst to her completely yeah unknown to her which is mm-hmm. that whole section where you break her out and she realizes that people have been like watching her and shit so it's so heartbreaking so good. if there's one thing i think that we can agree on is that elizabeth is a great character i agree a absolutely. wonderful wonderful fucking yeah character. absolutely no and seeing her kind of grow and like seeing her arc throughout the game that story arc is, is really great. cool and really rewarding. that story arc is great mm-hmm. literally watching just like naive child like grow into yeah. just like well not so naive pretty pretty clever well she's she's very very clever but like i mean Naive in, in, in that sense of, like, 
kind of there's a great moment that to me encapsulates it when it's they're going through when they're trying to uh, get a ticket for like a blimp to go out of Columbia and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and they get and they essentially they almost get caught into a trap by a bunch of the agents for uh, for for uh, uh, Zachary Comstock. Um, and they start shooting him, and Booker has to kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that part where they get on the blimp, and, she, and she's just like, I can't believe you right. just she's killed like, everybody. Mm-hmm. And Booker has to kind of stop and be like, did you think you were just going to walk out of Columbia and nothing was going to happen? Why do you think you've been in that damn tower? In, I just mean like, I'm not trying to imply I that you, I think I that she's you. like not, I don't mean that I think Elizabeth is stupid. No, no, no. no. In any way. I see what you're saying now. More inexperienced. Inexperienced and naive to the world at large is what the I world. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real clever kid though. Oh, smart as a fucking whip like yeah, don't get me wrong absolutely. you know something i noticed too um one of the mechanics for elizabeth is that she'll like unlock saves and doors and things throughout mm-hmm. the game mm-hmm. if you you know um if you like activate the item yeah um and i was thinking like that seems kind of clunky like that's kind of like a random thing to give to a, a kid but then i was thinking about it the way you break her out is through this big security door yeah that you needed a key to open so like of course she was sitting there trying to figure out how to pick she, that lock. She has spent her entire time trying to figure out how to get out of this <laughs> yeah, tower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's brilliant, actually. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool way that they kind of, I think, integrated and layered, like, here's this gameplay mechanic that we can make fit into the story really well, too. Yeah, and yeah. make it work in there, too. Um, since I brought him up, we should also go over our main villain, which right, is... Comstock. Uh, yeah, which is, is Zachary? Zachary Comstock? Zachary Hale Comstock. Zachary Hale Comstock. Who is the uh, who is the called the prophet of Columbia? He basically runs this entire city over there, um, and it's it's a fairly standard villain in terms of like the. Um, I would say the next comparison for me, I I don't think you've seen it, but um, it, it it's uh, Michael Parks' character from Red State, just like the the staunch religious like we go by what we interpret the text as saying, and that's the rule of law, and that's what our society is based on, and that's mm-hmm. it. Um, but he's also. Uh, He's also hailed as this great prophet because he was given the vision of Columbia from an angel, supposedly, and everything he says is based around like um, how they're gonna uh, how they're gonna spread their word of like gospel to the rest of the world. And Elizabeth is the kind of like the linchpin in order to make that a reality and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They call her the Lamb. Yeah, they, they 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 call her the Lamb, and Booker Dewitt is your false prophet. The right. reveal for why he's directly the false <clears throat> prophet to me is still really cool. Um, but but this also leads to be what is like the first big negative to me of this game and it is you have to we have to talk about in comparison to Bioshock 1 mm-hmm. and it is that uh, Zachary Comstock is a much less compelling villain than Andrew Ryan is you mean Father Colonel Sanders Father no. Colonel Sanders <laughs> I would even say in comparing all the Bioshocks a less compelling villain than Sophia Lamb Yikes. just because I don't know Sophia Lamb does a lot is a lot more, I just I've seen I've seen Comstock before do you know what I mean? Mm. I have seen this. I've read this character before. Saying, I've yeah. seen this character before. It's like, Jan, what you got else? You know? Yeah. Everything surrounding Comstock is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Like when you get into the stuff of like who he really is and where he came from and like the the stuff to me, like the Hall of Heroes of like the, of him being like a, 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 the stolen Valor ID and whatnot, even though that's not what it is. But right. that stuff is, re- that stuff is very compelling. Everything surrounding Comstock is really compelling. Comstock himself. Not that interesting of a villain. Whereas mm-hmm. someone like Andrew Ryan or even um, 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 not Atlas, that's his fake identity. Um, but um, uh, then the, Fontaine. Yeah, yeah, Fontaine. Fontaine is also a very compelling villain in that story to me as well. Because mm-hmm. it's like he's based in he's based in historical fact in that he's sort of like an Al Capone type. Mm-hmm. But 
that's interesting to do in a game too. Whereas like Comstock, again, just like the religious zealot thing, we've done this a hundred yeah, fucking times. Yeah, I I agree. Maybe that's just because we're oversaturated with like religious zealots. That's true. Um, There's enough of them in reality that we're just gonna like see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this guy. He runs my church. Let's just fucking. <laughs> Yeah, he's a little more dialed up than I think the religious elements that we have in real life, but not by that much. Not really, not anymore. No, 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 no. So someone, Newt Gingrich is fucking working on a Sky City right now. Like, it's fucking happening. Is he really? No, I'm just, I'm just assuming. Oh. He's crazy, and I'm assuming he would do something like that. I was like, really? No, this is the dude who was all about, like, getting our first base on the moon. So. Aye, aye, aye. Which is just like, and why? Why would you want to do something like that? So that, to me, is one of the bigger, glaring issues that, that that i found in the game especially on this playthrough mm-hmm. was kind of like yeah he's not that exciting of a villain which is probably mm-hmm. why he is not he wasn't really featured a lot in this game actually like key You're points right. well, like yeah. key points he came in to like introduce stuff and like when his narration was needed mm-hmm. but other than that it wasn't like with it wasn't as like like compelling as i keep saying compelling it's the only one i can think of right now but it wasn't as like that first like the first bioshock one that first moment where you get locked into that thing, and all the TV screens just show Andrew Ryan's face. Yeah, and he's just yeah. like, so which, so so which, so which of the dogs sent you here? Was it the K, was it the KGB, FBI? Like, yeah. Well, you know, when, you, you just know. like knew what that villain was like right off the bat. Immediately, it was just like boom, all business. What are you here for? What, yeah, like what are you gonna do? You yeah. know, like and yeah. there was something we'll really, talk. really nefarious and terrifying about that too. Yeah. Whereas with this, it was it was just like I am scared of the power this man has. But I'm not scared of him, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, like, his power was derived from, like, everything around him. Yes. Instead of him just being powerful. Yeah. Because by the time that you get to him, and spoilers for the end, um, you get to him, and, like, there's, you just, you just kill him. You just, yeah. you just take him out. Yeah. To which, arguably, isn't the parallel from Bioshock 1, though, because when you finally confront Andrew Ryan, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, 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 the man is not going to. Even yeah. if you didn't have the mechanic of, like, the way that Bioshock 1 works with the whole, like, you know, would you kindly mechanic there, too. I don't think Andrew Ryan's putting up a fight. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, but then you gotta go fight the other guy, so... But then you gotta go fight the other guy, which Who is turns bad. out to be the bigger, batter villain. The bigger, batter... Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, which version... Dude, this is a whole other episode, but, like, which which version of Rapture is better? The one under Andrew Ryan or the one under Fontaine? Like... Uh. <laughs> But that's like the first big glaring issue to me. Um, the other one that I noticed, and I'm sure you could probably feel this one too, mm-hmm. is that um, combat in this one, and I feel like this is one that kind of goes through a lot of the Bioshock games, but it's most it was most prevalent to me in this one, is that after a while, combat gets kind of samey. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not in like a fun, like, oh, I get to do this again kind of way, like with like a Halo or something like that. It's more like... It's just like, I guess go I, here, hit these vigors, do this, and then we move on to the next fucking area. I guess I, I like, I recognize that now that you're saying it, but mm-hmm. I guess I wouldn't have felt that way, but maybe that's just because that's how I feel about FPS. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like that's just kind of how it goes. There are some FPSs that just like, no matter what, you're going to, it's, it's, it's the, I think it's the bungee of philosophy where it's kind of like you only have like five minutes of fun in playing a game is just how you repeat that five minutes mm. over and over and over again and make sure the player doesn't feel like that they're doing repe- the same doing thing, over the same thing over on over again. You yeah. make it feel varied for them. Yeah. Um, just didn't quite have that polish to it. 
Getcha. And that when it okay. did try to change, and when it did try to change it up, it was very obvious. Like, oh look, we've introduced this totally new vigor that you could use here, or here's a decoy, or like this area you can only pick up sniper rifles. Oh, I wonder what we want you to do here. And it's just like you're yeah. not really like I don't know. It's like heavy handed. Very heavy handed in the way yeah. they kind of want you to approach parts of the game. Steering. Yeah. That, not know. that it makes you go that way because I just ignored the sniper rifles in this fucking game this time too because I was like, no, there's no point. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because I was playing it on easy and I could shoot a guy in the head with a machine gun from a mile away and it didn't matter so <laughs> nice yeah yeah i guess i think um there was like a little bit of variety and it was kind of made fun in those areas where you had like the skyline that was going around that's one of my positive things that the sky no, absolutely super the fun sky hook with the way. skyline so cool that very, stuff is really really fun. fun yeah um it makes you feel like a superhero almost. Yeah. yeah yeah it did it did and that's something else too that i realized is that i really like the difference between booker dewitt and Jack from Bioshock 1. Mm-hmm. Whereas that Jack was a survivor trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of Rapture. Booker is a soldier. Yeah, he came to fuck shit. Yeah, <laughs> which is, to me, really, really well shown in that first part in the beginning of the game when it's you go to the raffle. Mm-hmm. Like, one, by the way, a lot of, another another heads up to a lot of, like, racist tones in I have this that game. as one of my negatives, is the overt racism. It's, it's a lot of overt racism. Not coming um, from the game designers. Like, they put it in no, there No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's in there to make a point, because right. the because the time is set in... 1912. 1912, thank you. So it, we're still... Well, we're, we're not... It, it is a time period that wishes that they had stopped before the Civil War, is kind of the area we're working in here, <laughs> if that yes, makes sense. Yes, exactly. Because, like, so... Yeah, because Bioshock, like rap, like Rapture, and Bioshock's one and two, yes, are set in like like the nineteen twenties. I want to say, yeah, something like this that. This is older. Yeah, this is older. This right. is definitely older. Um, but they were pulling from the philosophies of like people around like their contemporaries. Yes, and this Columbia and Bioshock Infinite, they went back further. <laughs> Yeah. They went way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah, like, yeah. what was Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin and George Washington? What, what were those guys up to? Yeah, we yeah. like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, we're, 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 we're Bioshock 1 and 2 are taking the ideas of like, it's, as, as Ken Levine said, just kind of like wanted to take the ideas of Anne Rand and put them into like practicum and see how that works. This is what a society would truly be like if they were like, no, no, only what the founding fathers said and what they wanted. Right. This is what that society would look like. Yeah. And it uh, turns out it's fucking bleak if you're not white. Yeah. Oh, God. As it turns out, crazy. Because one of the first things you get in the game, you get you get involved in this raffle and you have to, you know, you, you pick a ball out, your number gets called. And then it turns out you get what's called the first pitch. And then you are presented with what you assume was two people who attempted to be um, an interracial couple. They tried to get to a white guy and a black woman who obviously tried to get married has depicted through some really, really fucked up caricatures that are surrounding them when they get brought tied up to a stake. And you are told to throw the first pitch. The guy running the raffle makes some gross comment about how about about you uh, being hesitant to throw because do you take your coffee are you taking your coffee, coffee black, black these now? days and yeah. you're just kind of like okay never has a decision been so easy in a game for me to want to throw the ball at the motherfucker who said that <laughs> yeah but it's good and i get it it's very very heavy handed but i think it sets the it, what it does yeah. for me in that moment too is just like i feel like this is going to be our first argument like we're d- 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 just like disagreement here was that i think what that moment does well and by the way very quickly here i want to address when we talk about these racial tone things i understand that there's going to be a level of tone deafness coming from both of us as we are both white men <laughs> so i'm going to try to broach some of this stuff as carefully as i can and understand that this stuff probably hits 
other people this some of this subject matter hits people of color very very differently than, than it hits us so as far as that tone deafness goes i am not trying to be insensitive and i just want to say that i apologize ahead of time mm. for anything that comes out here but storyline wise what i think it does well there is that you spend that first part of the game going through the city everything kind of seems like kind of like almost at a cheesy level of like hunky-dory there's a couple little hints if you if you pay attention to the conversation that sets a tone for something a little bit more bleak but that is the first real hint you get in the game. It's kind of like, oh, no, 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 no. There's something fucking wrong here beyond mm-hmm. what's happening with, like, yeah. Elizabeth and Comstock mm-hmm. and, what, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Did they need to go that way with it? Maybe not. But I also feel like that, like, by not by not addressing that tone for something like that, you're not addressing the time as well. Is it like, that kind of shit was happening, unfortunately, still. Right. Like, and just, right. like, on the ground level in America. So it's like to... I don't know to 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 set it in that t- and to make the intentionist thing in that time period in terms of like discussing the this subject matter. I feel like not addressing that shit would be a misstep. Did did they maybe miss the did they kind of miss it in their approach of it a little bit? For sure, I would agree with I that. Agree However, there. I think it's very important to right, have right because on a certain level, like all of those like negative racial stereotypes and depictions and everything, yeah. they had to they had to be created for the game. True. And at a certain point, it's like okay, do we need to be do. Uh, can we can we make the point without doing all of that? Yeah, I get what you mean. Is like where I I would say no. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like especially when you're going through like the Hall of Heroes, because you have like all just every stereotype. Yeah, and like negative thing. It's like fucking Pierce Hawthorne from Community. Yeah, designed it's true. that place. Oh, it's fucking it's true. so bad. It's so bad, and I just don't know that we needed. All of that to make the points that we wanted to make. Which is fair. And the only thing that I can really say in defense of that, especially in the Hall of Heroes, is that the game is very, very trying not to glorify this kind of like approach and stuff. Absolutely. And it's definitely saying just like, this is a period of time that we should not forget, but definitely learn from and move past. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, One, since we're talking about it, yeah, please, one go thing for that it. I think that was also kind of like the mark was kind of missed mm-hmm. uh, in terms of things was. Um, well, we should explain a little. The the group of people that are, like, rebelling against... Oh, the, the Vox Machina. Vox Populi. Vox Populi. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry. Get your, get your critical role out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's even in my notes as Vox Machina. <laughs> Vox Matt Populi. Matt Mercer, you've done it Vo- again. <laughs> you've got me, you son of a bitch. Exactly. Vox Populi. That's uh, what it is in yeah, this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other, the prevailing group that is rebelling against Comstock and all of his um, leaders are the Vox Populi. Yeah. And they are primarily people of color and sympathizers. Yes. Uh, that are fighting against the powers that be. Yeah. Um, later on, because you kind of go like back and forth. You're like fighting against Comstock alone, and then you kind of do like an errand for the Vox Populi. But yeah. You're kind of like, yeah, you guys like things are kind of really fucked up for you. You know, so there's like some commiserating. Yeah. But then later on through some jumping through space and time BS. There's you, a lot of that. There's a lot of just just kind of like yeah. and we're kind of in a different like world world <laughs> than this. Right. Like the, the idea is like you could sort of like in the middle of shit go like Elizabeth has the ability to step into a world in which that different decisions were made, basically, is what right, it works right, out right. to. Anyways, you get to a point where you enter a reality where Booker died for the cause of the Vox Populi. Mm-hmm. So then you come back and you're walking around and the leader of the Vox Populi is like, I saw you die. So either you're a ghost or you're an imposter. Either way, I don't fucking like you. And yeah. then it's against you. 
And then you fight the Vox Populi for a while. And then after that, there's like some comment made about how, wow, guess they're not too different after all. Maybe they're all bad. And yeah. I, and that's just yeah. not, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. It was, I think the idea, I think the idea, the, and this this isn't me defending how it goes. I think, I think this was the approach they were trying to go for here. And this is... This is only based on like watching interviews and and like reading stuff about like how mm-hmm. Ken Levine works and like his philosophy behind the the interpretation of the game and like even going back to Bioshock one and whatnot is that it's like you cannot replace one extreme ideology with another one and so this is going from the this is the, like the, the idea here I think he was going for was like going from basically extreme uh, uh, um, um, theocracy to all uh, to the other side to just mm. like. I don't know, I guess extreme socialism, even though that doesn't totally make sense, because he's not pushing for communism. It's not, that's not what it's going for. No. But it's just like, it's... Just maybe uh, equality. Maybe equality. (laughs) Maybe. Just maybe not subjugation. Yeah, not subjugation. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and so it's just like, I think I get what they're going for, but doing that and putting particularly the leader of your other movement as a woman of color in charge of that, and then turning her into a villain... Yeah, it's not the one for me. Not yeah. major, major, major. <laughs> not the one for me. Major, major <coughs> misstep on that one. Yeah. Major misstep on that one. Because you can make the argument that, like, an extremist group like that would eventually kind of go past what their original goal was. Primar- but primarily through the, well, okay, well, primarily through the interference of an outside party that didn't need to be there. Not like that's never happened in real life, not looking at the Middle East. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But just like I don't know, I don't. Yeah, it that that part is not well handled, it's, and it yeah, kind of gives not it not my favorite. Yeah. And and then throughout the rest of the game, when the Vox Piper like show up and are doing that shit, it kind of gives a tone of it's kind of like, yeah, this wasn't this, this didn't need to do it this way. No, don't yeah. know why you no. had to. Don't know why you wanted to go this yeah. route with it. This doesn't work. No. This doesn't feel good exactly. anymore. Yeah. Why couldn't Why couldn't we have teamed up and like overthrown the terrible theocracy? Yeah. 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 Was that not an option? I don't know. I, I don't know I think either. It's, I think it's a, su- a supreme misstep. It really, really is. And I can't pretend that it's not. It um, really is. I I have, like, one more thing that I I, I question. Please, let's go for it. Uh, like, the the super topic is, like, the logic of some of the things that are happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then, like, sub subcategory, the thing that I dislike the most is the mechanical George Washingtons that fight you they're annoying they're annoying as shit no no no. it's not just that they're annoying it's not like oh as a player i hate this enemy i'm saying why do they exist in the world of the game oh um i don't know to me that (laughs) like i here's the thing um i grew up in a military family i've seen the propaganda that doesn't seem like totally out of the realms of possibility to me, if I'm being totally honest. But like, Someone at the Pentagon has fucking pitched that idea. Just like, what if we made robot founding fathers? And they shot people. Good lord, I hope not. I wouldn't, it wouldn't but fucking I, but surprise I really, me. I really mean it, though. Like, they have, like, the police force. And yeah. they have, um, like, other security systems in place. Yeah. But it's supposed to be this kind of idyllic society, so why do we need mechanized killer George Washington. Well, be, well, because, well, I would say for that personally, like, and like, it does, it doesn't totally argue against the, cause you do have the police force there and whatnot. Um, but it's a very idyllic society for some people. And when you grow, I mean, you grow up with a right. certain, when you grow up with a certain amount of privilege, there's some things like police brutality and whatnot that kind of sit in your blind spot and you don't recognize them as being weird. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas, like, I think with something like this, if you grew up in Columbia, you'd be like, yeah, of course there's mechanical George Washingtons walking around. That just makes sense. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I just, I guess a way that, I, I guess I would have liked to have seen them to know how they existed in, like, I ideal quote-unquote Columbia because you see like the first one I think in like the Hall of Presidents or whatever whatever that first-ish area that you go through is and there's like some there and they have like the wing the like flags that look like wings attached and then they kind of come to life and start attacking you so in that instance it's like okay like this one location has them because they would be there yeah and they could act as like guards or whatever yeah but then they show up everywhere else throughout the rest of the game so like, oh. where are they coming from? Oh, uh, why do they exist everywhere? Yeah, that 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 to me just kind of works in like video game logic at a certain point, which is which to just say like, no logic at all. Well, no, I, well, no. I mean, like you inter you you introduce you introduce a mechanic of uh, of you introduce a, a certain type of um, enemy as a mechanic mm-hmm. in the game, and therefore once introduced, it can just kind of show up mm-hmm. anywhere after that at that point. Yeah. Um, but just going off of like logic, there's definitely some other like gaps and like holes that i just question Mm -hmm. like like jumping through the different realities like it's always it's always perfectly convenient like oh we need to go somewhere else here's a tear yeah like that's kind of clunky to me and then just like some of the like differences and similarities between the jump you know yeah how many worlds did we go through were there like two and we were going back and forth or were there like three or four like it just gets a little like the plot gets a little. On this playthrough, I got the idea that we were jumping through multiple like each different time, pathways each right? time. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't like you were going back and forth between two or three. Mm-hmm. It was like by the time you get to the game, you've jumped like four w- different worlds, versions of Columbia, right, basically. Right. Yeah, and then but then the like the thread that unravels the whole sweater at the end of the game mm-hmm. is like, oh well, if we just do this one thing. Everything will be fine, and nothing subsequent will ever happen. Even though we've established there's millions, millions of worlds out there. Well, to to what <laughs> that does, that gets addressed. I mean, this 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 doesn't this doesn't get give any credence to the game, but that does get addressed through uh, a couple of DLC things that got that that got added on, in which that Elizabeth is literally going from is is literally jumping between different worlds to kill Comstock and every ver- every other version that still exists out Okay, there. that makes a little bit more sense. They do address it. It, do- it, it does come up. Yeah. But, but I think the idea for the game was that like, if you get... The, they left a glaring plot hole in the base game, so they made some DLC to tie that Well, I mean, it's like the, the, the idea is that like, if, you get it, if you get him at the point at which that Comstock was created, in which where he was born at that moment... <laughs> Our technology is going to just talk to us in every episode. Yep, no matter what. <laughs> You get to that moment in which that he is born, quote unquote. Like that 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 is how you stop it at like out the gates. Yeah. With that one booker. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's like millions, millions of worlds, like Elizabeth says. Yeah, but if that's like this yeah, but like if that's the sp- Yeah, but if that's like if you go to where the moment spawns for all of them and you're out and you're existing sort of outside of the timeline. So, okay. Before before we get into this, let's, let's put a pin in that. Let's put a pin in it. Let's talk about the end. I think it's never going to make I sense because it's timeline <laughs> bullshit and like it all gets fucking muddled. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about the end because... Yeah, let's go we, on and get we, into we, it. We skirted around it long enough and now it's time. <laughs> this is where we fully disagree. Yes. Completely disagree. Jordan, on... would you like to uh, state your platform? <laughs> 
Yes, the story is compelling and the ending is fucking great. That's my platform. Uh, here's my platform. The game is good. Gameplay mechanics, fine. The ending throws all of it out the window. <laughs> Wholeheartedly disagree. Wholeheartedly disagree. Uh... It's 12 minutes, Jordan. Yeah, it's and? It's 12 full minutes. You never played a Metal Gear Solid game? story. No, actually, thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 12 minutes ain't nothing is all I'm fucking saying. And I'm saying it's too much. <laughs> I, I disagree. I disagree. You just got off of a giant battle on the fucking airship. Yes. Yes. A great penultimate battle. In yeah. Fact. And you're good. This is, a, this is an epilogue, though. It just didn't give, like, finality like I wanted. Plus, having established... It wasn't supposed to give finality. That was the point. Established, having established a formula in Bioshocks 1 and 2, I felt like the ending left me wanting more. Okay, when you say... Hold on. What do you mean by establish a formula? Established a, like, we're going to ramp up to, like, this big kind of final battle with, like, the final boss, the big bad guy at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. You get him, and then there's, like, a tiny epilogue at the end that wraps everything up nice, nice, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, you get, like, big ramp up, ramp up. You have a big sort of open battle where you're fighting a lot of different enemies. Yes. Um, And then you have 12 full minutes of story that badly explains all of the loose ends of your story and then there's no big bad boss fight at the end i don't think it badly explains it but I... <laughs> I think it's wonky i think it's wonky but you're dealing with That's timeline shit. but it's you're like dealing with different timeline wonky. shit and all i don't i can't think of a single thing that fucks with that does with like time travel or fucks with the timeline i think that doesn't have an ending that's like wonky and ex- explanation for how everything works <sighs> Um, I'm sure that Futurama has done it just fine, but that's just my opinion. Okay, Futurama has done it fine, but they've done it in a way that, like, addresses how wonky and weird time travel is. <laughs> that's true. So it's like, so even in, so even in their own mechanic, they go like, this doesn't make any sense, but yeah, it's fucking time travel, is what I, I mean. The thing for me is that that ending tied up so many loose ends, mm-hmm. and could have been more spread out i feel like until we got to the like they saved like i feel like four or five reveals or like maybe three or four reveals to yeah. the end and it should have just been like the one big reveal you know it felt like yeah. it felt like we have so much to explain it felt rushed that was not not even rush. It takes take twelve full minutes, but it it felt like it felt like something was missing. I missed that big final boss fight with like Mecha Comstock, you know. And <laughs> you see, but you see, like that 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 to me personally is kind of what I like about what that that to me is what I like about that. That's not what it is because mm. I feel like that there is a level you could take that to that that's the direction you're going in, mm-hmm. but. It's much more, it's a little bit more complicated than that because it's not just about like going and fighting some big mechanized version of Comstock at the end or like doing some big boss battle at the end of it because it is, and, and this is where I, this is where I will agree that the game has issues functionally as a video game is that it is much more focused on wrapping up those loose ends than it is having that satisfying ending, mm-hmm. but 
I don't know. I personally really love the subvert and expectations of having a satisfying ending. Because you're right. Bioshock 1 and 2, no matter which sort of like morality pathway you go to, mm-hmm. does have a very complete, neat, finalized ending to mm-hmm. it. This one doesn't, but I don't think it was just because it was a mess. I think they were kind of trying to go against that grain a little bit. So let let me throw something out there. Sure, and go tell for me, it, please. Tell me how you think, because I think I would have enjoyed it more mm-hmm. if the order had been different. Okay. Let me explain. Sure. Imagine this. Yeah. You have I'm the big me. you have the big big sky battle with the songbird and everything, right? Yes. Um and then instead of the next thing happening being you get to Comstock and you kill him and then you have the 12 minutes of epilogue, instead of all of that, that's about mm-hmm. the order, right? No, no, no. You kill Comstock first, then you have the big fight on the airship. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There's like a, okay. That doesn't really matter, but just like okay. just for okay. if we're okay. talking about this. Okay, okay, okay. That. But go with me. Imagine, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm imagine, with you. if you will, that that didn't happen. <laughs> okay. Instead, you, and I might be messing and moving some other things around. No, no, go for out it. Out of whack by doing this, but go with me. Sure. So you have the big final like open sky battle with the yeah. songbird and everything. Then you get to like start traveling through the doors and like learn kind of more of that story that gets revealed. Like that she's actually his daughter mm-hmm. and that he gave her up and that's why she lost her finger and like all of that then you get to Comstock you take him out you don't have the big you don't have the big boss fight but like that's the crux of it that's where you take him out yeah and then you travel some more and then they do the big reveal where you find out that Booker is him and then she drowns him, and then that's the end. Because, and I'll tell you why. Sure. The 12 minutes makes me feel like something's coming. We're ramping up to something more because we're doing so much story. Yeah. But then it never comes, and that's why I'm left, like, wanting more. I'm disappointed a little bit. If it had been, like, story, 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 and then, boom, we got Comstock not in the way you expected. Yeah. We didn't do that. We didn't do the big satisfying boss fight, but we got him. And then a couple minutes of like, and here's how it really wraps up. Done. I think I would like that a lot more. That's fair. And I get that. And that makes, yeah. My only argument against that though was that then it's just like, then it's. <sighs> I'm saying it's I was, literally just reordering the events on how you experience them. I'm saying I was teased and I don't appreciate it. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. But that's why I loved it though. <laughs> Again, this is, I think this is where we get into just like the difference of like the appearance because I loved that. I love. My, one of my, here, 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 here's just a little bit of insight on me, right? One of my favorite moments in film history is the fourth Harry Potter movie, The Goblet of Fire. That's the one that starts with the, with the, with the, with the Quidditch game, I think. Starts with the Quidditch game. Yes. Yeah, because they're like, the World Cup. Yeah, the the World Cup. They're basically going to the World Cup thing and whatnot. Uh And the movie has this huge buildup. You sit there. The fucking what's his name comes the prime minister or the fuck he is of the wizarding community what's his name comes out I forget what they're fucking the minister called. of magic minister of magic thank you comes out does his speech about how important the world cup is and blah 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 show the crowd you've shown the team flying around and whatnot he throws his wand in the air the sparks fly out he's like let the games begin and rise to the players hit the field they cut to after the game and I remember watching it in theaters and hearing everyone go what and I was just like awesome. <laughs> Just, I love setting up expectation and then going, nope! <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to do to an audience. You're a sadist. I, yes! <laughs> Hi, my name is Jordan. It's good to meet you, I guess. No, like, how long have you fucking, <laughs> yeah. 
Cruelty is my fucking back. <laughs> I don't... I, mm, no. And there's just... Especially when, like, the mechanics of a story, there's something so nice about, like, setting up... Like you said, setting up the idea of getting that satisfying ending, and then just going, nah. Nope. They still could have done that in, in the same building box that they had. I don't see how changing the order of where you encounter Comstock is going to change the feeling him. there, though. To me, it changes it. <laughs> because then it... Because, no, because then it's like you go through the whole fight, you go through a bunch of more story bullshit... You have one interaction with them, and then it's like, oh, that was it? It's not right. even like, at least feeling-wise for this one, it's like you have your encounter with Comstock. You go, what the fuck was that? And then you still have a fight after that, too. I'm just I'm just saying I was ready to fight Mecha Comstock. I just... <laughs> they pulled out Mecha but Comstock they... and would have deleted the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if they had ramped up into the actual final confrontation with Comstock... Which turned out to not be a boss fight. Yeah. At least they were still ramping up to something. Yeah. To something. Not what you expected, but something. And then said, here's the actual, like, final piece of the puzzle that you need. Wrapped it up. End of the game. End credits. Well, I mean, well, part of that to me, well, part of that to me too was that it's like, to me, the fun in that too was that it's like, you think that that's going to be the final moment of the game is encountering Comstock and either killing him or having the conversation and seeing how that goes and whatnot. And then that, and then you, because typically in a game, you encounter the final boss, and then that's it. You're, you're, you're done, essentially. But, and going in the theme of, especially with Bioshock 1, and that when you finally get to Andrew Ryan, we're not done yet. That wasn't all that was happening here. Like, killing the, killing Andrew Ryan did not stop what was happening in Rapture. Right, right Same, there was right. a lot, there was a lot more going on in yes. Columbia. There was a lot more happening, particularly between Booker and Elizabeth, beyond just them getting to Comstock and killing him is what I'm saying. So it's like you have that moment where you think just like this is it, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fight the, the final baddie, and then you kill him and there's nothing, but you're also now left with more questions. Right, right. And then there's more rising action. And then you fight a boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't see where the issue is there. Because it's because the last twelve minutes of the story feels like rising action. That's what it, why it is. Yeah, you you built you build that momentum to take it away. You're acting like this isn't a mechanic in storytelling. You're acting like there isn't an entire fucking play called Waiting for Godot that is entirely that. Oh, don't. Bring that is nothing but that. It is nothing but that. Don't bring Brecht into this. Discussion. I will hundred percent bring Brecht into this shit. <laughs> I I just I I didn't like it. I want I was left wanting more than what I got. And I and I and here's the thing. I but also, not but not enough to be like, wow, when's the DLC coming out? You know, like and see, just like I honestly have the same feeling, but I enjoy that feeling. I'm okay. Well, I love a, I, I I love an intentional unsatisfying <laughs> ending, and that that ending is very. You can't pretend it's not intentionally done that way. You can't pretend it's not. No. It's, You're not meant to walk away from that going, and I feel great about that. Like, that's not the feeling they're, they're trying to leave you with. No. Especially just, if you I, stick around I, after the credits. There's nothing after the credits. What's after the credits? So, oh, Lord. Since we're getting there on time, this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, 12 is, minutes wasn't oh, enough. Oh, 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 and this is going to make you mad. Oh, no. Because <laughs> it's just more unsatisfying shit. So... After the credits, you kind of see the first person perspective sort of like blink awake and you're back in the office again, in Booker's office. But now everything's in color and everything looks okay and you kind of go like, 
what the hell? Like, obviously everything has happened. You And then that little, that other door, not the main door that has his name on it, the other one Side with the kids' door. room is, uh-huh. is in it. You just kind of slowly go, Anna, and open the door, and then it cuts to black. <laughs> it doesn't make me that mad. Okay, fair enough. It doesn't make me that mad. You don't like it, though, do you? Because that could be anything. It could be anything, could and that's anything. what I like about it. It could be anything. It could literally be anything. I feel like we've done... Much like Bioshock Infinite, we've done a lot in this episode, but somehow accomplished nothing. <laughs> yeah, truly. I'm glad that you finally admit it. <laughs> I, I admit that that's what happens in the game, but I don't think it's not without intent. Uh, you can do something with intent, and it can still be the wrong decision. <laughs> and that's fine, but that is, but that is to me where okay, but that is also to sort of like wrap this up a little bit here. Yeah, that this to me is is has to be the d- definitive proof that video games are art. Because it's like the best art has the biggest discourse around it where like half the people watch it go. It's it's like it's like an Ari Aster fucking movie. It's like half the people who – like uh, uh, Midsommar and Hereditary. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I forget I forget that. I can't just like name people and you go like, yep, know who that you is. certainly cannot. <laughs> no, but like particularly with his movies and his style, it's like you ask – like like I loved Midsommar, uh, Midsommar and Hereditary. My buddy Mike at work, who's a huge film buff, will watch fucking anything, can't stand his fucking movies. And I can't say that I don't understand why he doesn't like his movies, but I think that's better. We're just like, or even like to use like the like the, the Brechtian shit, like like Samuel Beckett with like something like that. Half the theater people I know love Waiting for Godot. The other half fucking cannot stand that play. They hate it. Mm-hmm. But that's what I, when you have that discourse and you could have a conversation like this where we are disagreeing, yeah. but still being respectful and cool about it and the fact that we yeah. have different yeah, opinions yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. It's like, that to me is where you find, where you get the better stuff because then it pushes stuff and then you, and you make people kind of go like, you kind of make creators kind of look at shit differently and go like, okay, well, how can we do it? This way, so that way, for people like you who want more of that kind of what want, want, want a different style, they know how to do shit more for you. And then for people like me who like this kind of shit, they're like, okay, well, well, now we know that this is the style that they like, and we can go that way. And it's like, you know, it's flawed and it's messy and it's clunky, but that to me is where some of the best art comes from. Is when it's like you're just kind of like, and th- and Bioshock Infinite to me is a prime example of like, at a certain point, it's like let's just kind of throw shit at the wall and see how it sticks. And, you know, maybe not everything that sticks is something that should have made it in or should have stayed. Right. But, hmm. but I still applaud a video game for trying to do something as complex and with the theme and a tone like this for doing something like this. I still applaud it, even though I have to admit, even though I, I, I have to admit it is a very clunky mess of a story. <laughs> I will, I, I, I yeah. will admit to that with a lot of problematic issues along Ooh, with it. I yes. will 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is like... Even in just the few years like that have passed since the game came out, so there's a lot of stuff that is like, oh, you, why did we do that? Yeah, why was that the choice? <laughs> yeah, eight years. Eight years, in fact. Yes, eight years. Eight Only years. took eight years for me to go. Ooh. <laughs> so just to to kind of put a button on the end of this. Yes. Like my response to your ending, um, I I agree that. Like you can do something like Brecht, like waiting for Godot. Yeah. Um. And people are going to love it or they're going to hate it, right? Sure. I I think I'm thrown because for the first 90% of the game, mm-hmm. it's Hamilton. And then it's waiting for Gato. <laughs> that's, that's what's throwing. Hmm. And like, okay, upsetting for me. You know? Yeah, I could see that. 
I can see that around the time that you start fighting the the, the, the vox populi, there's a bit of a shift in, ter- in terms of like what the game was doing. So I could see that. Yeah, it's just like we were one thing, and then it's a complete left turn. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's still fine. I can still admit that the, the gameplay is good. Um, the story's a mess. <laughs> story's a mess. It's not like Kingdom Hearts mess, but it's, no. it's, it's not... I can tell you what happened in Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> yeah. Off of a playthrough. Like... It's, uh, it's like the Zelda timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a little yeah. worse than the Zelda timeline. Oh, no. I can walk you through and have the Zelda timeline. Yeah, and I got very <laughs> mad in some of those moments. And I get very mad at Bioshock Infinite. It's all the same. <laughs> at least there wasn't... Look, Bioshock 2 wasn't just a fish's dream, alright? At least we didn't have that. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, you were talking about timeline being a fucking mess. <laughs> that one just didn't happen. It's fine. That, But it was still... But it did happen, though. It's still... It was a whole-ass game that happened. Nope, just like the after credit scene in Bioshock Infinite, Booker DeWitt woke up, none of it ever happened. <laughs> it all not, happened inside his head. That's not what happened. In, that's not what they were saying with the ending. You can't say that. <laughs> not it's what, not they what they were saying. saying. <laughs> <laughs> that ending now makes you more mad than me. <laughs> it doesn't, though. No, I'm mad at you right now. <laughs> Trust me, this anchor is directed at you, Brendan Hand, and a human being. <laughs> and that makes me happy. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode on Bioshock Infinite and watching us bicker and fight a little bit. <laughs> Hope you still enjoyed it. Um, please let us know uh, your thoughts on Bioshock Infinite. Is it as interesting of an art piece and an exploration of uh, human theology and whatnot as I think it is? Or is it just a clunky mess of too many ideas being thrown up the wall at once like Brendan thinks it is? Please let us know. And as always, if you have any ideas for future discussions that we can have on our show, you can send us an email at 3VOPodcastTeam at gmail.com and you can give us your ideas. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at 3VOPodcast. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe to our show. It really makes a difference. And we'll see you next time. Bye.